And it's a gentleman that's been on our show a couple times now. His name is Dr. Drew. He's got Sober House 2 premiering tonight on VH1. He's also got Loveline every single weeknight here on 100.3 The X Rocks. And uh, Dr. Drew, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. What's up? Good to talk to yeah. you again, man. Yeah. It's great to talk to you again, man. And uh, really weird timing. We, of course, got news yesterday morning that Corey Hain passes away, courtesy of uh, some prescription drugs. And I, yeah. we were wondering, is is it something that, that maybe, you know, you've been all around Hollywood. Is it Was he a guy that you bumped into maybe more than once? I never knew him, but uh, people, I've received probably hundreds of calls about him. And everyone's been concerned for, you're actually the first people I've spoken to about this. The, there have been people concerned forever that he was going to die of addiction. That, that's just. I mean, he was he was actually going to be on a couple of the celebrity rehab, then just sort of bowed out at the last second. Wow, wow. So I mean, it, you were that close to helping him, and it just didn't yeah. come to free, huh? Yeah, I'd love to know what the medications were he, he took too, because I'm, I'm sick and tired of my peers killing my patients. It happens all the time. Yeah, God, I'm tired of that. It seems to be a pretty big deal, especially in Hollywood, huh? Well, it's no different than anywhere else. Absolutely not, especially in Hollywood. It's no different than what I see every day. I, I, when I say I'm sick and tired of my peers killing my patients. I'm not talking about celebrity patients. And it's just one of those things where, uh, from the illicit hardcore drugs to now prescription drugs, you know, people think, okay, I'm done with the heroin, but you know, they're, then they're popping oxycotton and stuff, and they don't realize they're doing. Well, there's that, and I'm I'm even more mortified that I bet you he was on something like Suboxone, which is the latest, greatest sort of methadone type drug. And you know, I, I really I can't tell you what I suffer through with that drug. It's so ridiculous. Literally, the head of addiction from UCLA called me the other day and was railing me for speaking negatively about that drug uh, on Celebrity Rehab. It's just, it's just uh, the epistemologies are so screwed up right now, and it's killing patients right and left. So w- what do you recommend? I mean, is there, is there a systematic way of, of coming down off of something that's, that's easier than another way? Yeah, I mean, there, there's no easy way, but uh, there's a way to do it. You put them in a hospital, it takes about five days. I, I can get anybody off anything in five days. I mean, you, even, you know, I, I, I mean, Mike Starr, you saw on Celebrity Rehab, who, by the way, is joining us on Sober House as yeah. well. And, and, uh, and you'll see he continues to have withdrawal symptoms, even on that program. And yet we get him through that. I mean, that's as bad as withdrawal ever gets, and he gets through. You know, actually, I did use a little Suboxone with him on that, because that was, there was just sort of no alternative. But it's, you know, it's, it's something that anybody can get through. And, and addicts have this sort of uh, delusional preoccupation with the withdrawal and, and a delusional belief that if they get off the drug, they're fixed. But no, 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 that's just where the work begins. Yeah, you know, and, and we wanted to talk for sure about Sober House because it's kind of like a, a mishmash of both uh, sex rehab and uh, and celebrity rehab uh, people coming back together and, and actually getting more one-on-one time with you so that they can help kind of build their lives back up after we kind of see it kind of crumble down. In right. the well, there's that, there's that, and, and you got to remember, pretty much all sex addicts have a drug history. And uh, it turned out that, for instance, uh, Kendra's drug problem turned out to be much worse than uh, we ever knew. <laughs> uh, you know, and it is one of those things where, you know, we're, we're involved in the rock side of things, so we hear from the guys in Alice in Chains and that kind of stuff, and they've come out vocally against uh, the work that you're doing on Celebrity Rehab. They're not a real big fan of it. And I, I want to get your take on things one more time because I think getting your message out there is is equally as important as the naysayers. You know, I mean, you're doing something extremely important. And, yeah, and what's I, I what, Jerry saying something? Yeah, Jerry and Sean both have kind of come out and said, you know, it's it's the downside of these people's lives, probably something that shouldn't be seen in public, but I think it's getting out an important message, too. Not only that, I mean, look, it, it's it's showing people, first of all, that these people, the, the celebrities that everyone is proud of, the Corey Haim story, for instance, you know, people normally sit in sort of 
judgment and disdain of these stories about celebrities, rather in realizing how much pain they're in, how difficult the work is to get sober. No one had any idea about that before we started doing these programs. On top of that, the people that have participated in celebrity rehabs, most of them were unmotivated or even just mildly motivated people who, for the most part, just wanted to get paid and be on TV and ended up having a very powerful experience, and nearly all of them are doing remarkably well, either completely engaged in sobriety or at least constantly trying to. These are people, again, didn't know anything about this to begin with and ended up also wanting to be an inspiration to other people. So the empiric evidence is not only is this something that keeps the dialogue going about how important this topic is, it's actually helping the people that we put through the program. They feel good about it. They get paid for, which makes them happy. I mean, there are fields in my, there are people in my discipline that are trying to figure out how to motivate patients just to get into and through treatment. Well, we found one. You pay them and put them on TV. <laughs> and, and they stay in the game. They're all, every single one of them feels as though something important happened and they want to be an inspiration to other people. Uh, I've got a, a great amount of respect for you. Years listening to the Love Line and, and the help that you've given people and encouraging them uh, to get mentally healthy. Um, at what point is there is there occasions where you have to make a decision based on the fact that you know you're a doctor and you're trying to help people, and then the other side of this is the media and trying to get some ratings. Is there any conflict sometimes that you have to you know calm producers? I, 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 have, I have no conflict with that, but I know the producers are you know constantly in conflict about it, and uh, they they try to they make me crazy <laughs> because of their anxiety about that. And uh, but I, I have to lay down on the railroad tracks all the time, and uh, I, I'm glad I did. I had to do a lot during Sober House, and it, it took a toll on me. Here, here's here's where the rubber hits the road. This is the story you're looking for. I cannot tell you how many conversations I had where I was already beat up and tired and, and de- 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 depleted from taking care of very difficult patients. When a producer pulls me in a room and goes, "This, oh, this is not enough. This." The, the, the network will never settle for this. We have to take them whitewater rafting. We need to take them camping. And I'm, I'm like, what? Are you kid? Are you, are you high? <laughs> but but the conversations don't stop like that. They go on for days or hours or I mean, it's just oh. I, and I, I've um, on the record saying I will never have those kinds of conversations again. Thank God. I laid on the tracks and didn't let anything like that happen to these patients. Uh, that's it's good, man. I mean, you know, and, and that's why probably these celebrities end up trusting you and and coming back and you know realizing yeah. that you're there to help them more than anything else. Yeah, it actually happened. They, they, I don't bring it. They don't know about it so much. It's you know happening behind the scenes a little bit. But there was one that happened in sex rehab where um, they wanted to bring in another really sick patient when our patients were already like a week into treatment and working very cohesively as a group. And I and I had to tell them about it. I had to leave it up to them because I couldn't just drop another patient on them. And I had to tell them, I said, look, if you say no to the, the, this admission and they bring this guy in here anyway, I need you to know I'm, I quit. I'm leaving. And they were like, oh, wow, we feel safe. This is good. So Yeah, you know, I, and, and to that, is there, is there a point where, you know, you just kind of have to give up yourself where you're just like, there's nothing more I can do to help this person. They don't want to be helped. Well, oh, for sure. Um, and what do you and do? Because a lot of us are in that situation sometimes too. And, and I, you just you just got to cut and run. You, you got to understand that loss oftentimes has more of an impact than anything else on these folks. But I had that experience with Shifty. Um, Shifty, I told him I, I was becoming part of his disease. He was coming to me. I was patching him back together, sending him out there to go use again. 
And I told him, I, you know, you're going to die of this thing. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to agree with your, your loss, but you now are a dead person. And I, in fact, call, I called him after DJ AM died, and I said, man, that was supposed to be you, not, not him, you. And, uh, but he comes back into Sober House. Uh, I reluctantly let him in, and he does great. He does really, really well. That's good to know, man, and that's why it's uh, it's important to watch, especially if uh, well, somebody's caught up in it. Well, it's also it's just where you, you learn. I mean, never give up is not a bad axiom for these patients. However, don't participate in the disease because you'll only kill them. Right. And, you know, part of this stuff is, is you yourself have now become probably a bigger celebrity than you ever imagined. I mean, you know, you're, you're on extra next to Gary Coleman as the guy has a seizure. I mean, that's just dumb <laughs> luck. But, uh, you know, and also now, now you're dealing with crap in your personal life with, with goofy celebrity stalkers and stuff like yeah. that. I mean, is there a line that, that needs to be drawn for you to go, man, this is a little bit more weird than I ever thought it was going to be? Those are already thought bubbles over my head. <laughs> I don't know how you draw that line. Um, but, uh, thank, you know, that's a, another interesting story, too. I mean, that, I've had a, if you haven't heard, I have a psychotic stalker down here. And uh, with, you know, websites dedicated to killing my children and things. And uh, my wife caught wind of it and called the police and had a detective over here. I think I talked about this on Loveline. Mm-hmm. And she goes, uh, listen, I am not afraid to die. Uh, so you need to take care of this guy because I'm going to go postal. <laughs> and I thought, oh, God, I love my wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, they did. He's in jail now. Good, good. The way the way it definitely should be. Yeah, I felt. I mean, I, I you know, I guess part of it, I I understand that pathology so well. I, it never really made me that nervous because no one ever gave me a Tarasoff, you know, which is a. Other doctors have to call if you, if a doctor is aware that the patient is likely to harm another person, you have to contact that person. And uh, I never got a Tarasov, so I, I knew at least my peers didn't feel that he was that dangerous. But it got a lot worse towards the end, and that's when we had to take take action. You know, uh, we we carry Loveline here on the station, been doing it for years, and, and I just wonder, how is it now for you with Loveline? You don't have a co-host anymore, and you, you have um, guest hosts. Is that better or worse for you? You know, it, it's worse, because I, I, I need to be just doing my thing and not trying to keep a show running. And uh, we will have somebody else in there shortly to be announced. Cool. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, listen, everybody tune into Sober House. It premieres tomorrow on uh, VH1, 10 o'clock our time, and uh, listen to Loveline every weeknight here on uh, on The X. And Dr. Drew, we always love talking to you, man. Thank you for uh, for giving us some insight on some stuff. We I appreciate it. I feel the same about you guys. You're always fun to talk to. Take care. Thanks. Bye. Bye. There you go, Dr. Drew Pinsky. And yeah, you can check out Sober House on uh, VH1 as it gets ready to premiere. It's always great to catch up with the man, the myth, the legend himself, man. It's, it's so cool because he actually literally does remember. Yeah, he's a good guy. And uh, busy, busy dude. He is. He's got a whole bunch of stuff going on, a whole bunch of stuff in the works. I mean, it's just crazy for that guy. Yeah, but that's something I did want to know is the the, the conflict sometimes between, you know, doing media ratings things and then looking out for the patient's interest. and Right, he's trying to get these people healthy, but, you know, they also want to make sure that people are watching the show and it's there's got to be some sort of give and take, and that's what he said. There definitely is.